Welcome to Access Utah. I'm Tom Williams. Today we are doing another nonprofit spotlight. There are many needs in our communities, especially during this extraordinary year and, of course, this special time of year. And we'd love to shine a light on your favorite nonprofit or individual doing good in your community. Uh, we will be talking with representatives uh, throughout this hour from uh, the Salt Lake COVID-19 Mutual Aid, from Cash Refugee and Immigrant Connection, and from the Valar Christensen Service Center, among other organizations. And uh, we bring in once again Amy Anderson, Director of Outreach for Sunshine Terrace Foundation and Spiritual Counselor for Sunshine Hospice in Logan. Amy Anderson, uh, thanks so much for joining us. So you're so welcome, Tom. It's always such a pleasure to to join you for this program and to learn more about everybody out there that's doing wonderful things for the for the cash community as well as things around the state. So thanks for always inviting me. Well, thanks uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks for all you do. Um, uh, just want to um, alert everyone that uh, love to hear from you. You can uh, get your uh, favorite individual or or nonprofit doing good. Uh, shot a spotlight on them. Uh, we'll put a plug in for them and uh, hopefully uh, connect uh, people in the community with uh, your organization or, or help that is needed. Uh, upraxcess at gmail.com is the best place to go. Upraxcess at gmail.com. You could also call us at 800-826-1495. So, Amy Anderson, uh, I want to start with, uh, you know, the good folks in care centers and nursing homes. Uh, You work there for Sunshine Terrace. Uh, It's been a long time since these residents have been fairly isolated, you know, for for their own protection. How, How are things going? I think things are going well. You know, every everyone has that ability to adapt and thrive during times of of crisis. I think one of the messages that that we've been giving to families too is, you know, this is a disaster. A pandemic is considered a disaster, and every care facility in this valley has had a disaster plan put into into place. It's one of the requirements the state gives us all. Um, so people who are working do know what you know, what they can best do to help serve our residents. I think there is this perception that people are just isolated in their rooms without any contact. You know, as, as available, uh, people are able to come in and visit safely. Um, there's compassionate care visits that are allowed. People have been coming and visiting through the windows. I know all of the staff at different care facilities have really been um, stepping up to provide that extra time to the residents that, that can't, um, you know, kind of get out and, and enjoy smaller group activities. But overall, I think, you know, it is the greatest generation that we often serve in care facilities, and they are also continuing to prove to us that they are the greatest generation. They are willingly making the changes that they need to do to protect their own health, but also the health of the people that they live with. So um, I, I would appreciate the chance to give a shout-out to all of the CNAs and housekeepers and nurses and um, receptionists and everybody who works in a, in a care facility for everything they're doing to, to go above and beyond in these times. So uh, what can, you know, what can I do? What can we do to, 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 uh, to help with well, the you know, care are, centers? Um, I, know, I know several organizations, for example, Sunshine Terrace, every year we do an angel tree. Um, you know, many people in care facilities are less financially able. And when your care is being covered by Medicaid, there's a limit as to what you can have in, in savings, and, and individuals really kind of rely on a, 
on a small stipend. Um, so we have an angel tree that has items listed for our, our residents who may, may have less financial resources, as I said, to, to help give them a gift. And I know at Sunshine Terrace, too, we are doing a, a store for our residents to come in and shop so that they have that ability to give a gift to family members. I know for me personally, my favorite part of Christmas is seeing the joy and delight when somebody opens a present that I've given them. I don't necessarily care so much about getting things, but I love that giving part. And this is a way that we can give our residents that opportunity to give. Um, so, you know, there's things like that. You know, if you have somebody that you know um, that's living in a, in a facility, I would personally just directly call them and find out what they're doing for their residents and how you can help. That's a great idea. Uh, we uh, have Jake Neely now on the line, Executive Director of the Maloof Foundation. Uh, Jake Neely, thanks for calling. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate what you guys are doing today. Uh, you bet. Uh, so tell us about uh, what's going on at the Maloof Foundation. What are you, what are you doing, and, and uh, you know, how can people help? You know, this year has definitely been different, and you know, it goes without saying that it's come with challenges, but we've been grateful to see a lot of people's hearts open and, um, and opportunities to help just abound over and over again. Um, the thing I'm most excited about that, uh, that I wanted to share first was some new training that we developed called On Watch, which helps people recognize the signs of sex trafficking and, and know what to do if you see it. Um, the, the big thing that a lot of people don't understand, I think the, one of the hard truths, I think this year we've dealt with a lot of hard truths, um, and one of those that's really risen up is the fact that trafficking, child exploitation does exist even in our state, uh, in our communities. And, and so with On Watch, we really help people who live in the United States understand you know, what it looks like even, even more so. Uh, it, it, it is shocking to know, and, and, and this is the, the fact that 40% of sex trafficking victims in the United States are trafficked by family members. So um, typically when people think about you know, trafficking outside and, and, uh, and, you know, they think of issues of physical constraint or other things like that, and it's not necessarily something um, that's considered with, uh, you know, our neighborhoods and our communities. And so um, with On Watch, it, you know, it's, it's, there's a, a hope and a, and a bright future um, you know, when we can help identify those that are in need. Um, so On Watch launched in September, and um, it's gone extremely well uh, since that time where we've been able to um, train over 10,000 people and um, already know of dozens that have been identified and, and rescued as a result. So I'm definitely excited about, uh, you know, what's happening right there. Well, that's that's wonderful. That's uh, that's a very impactful work you're doing. Uh, how how can people get connected and and help out? Yeah, definitely. So um, on watch is free and it's online. So um, to do the training and to you know become on watch, you simply visit iamonwatch.org and click start the training. And so uh, once once people visit uh, iamonwatch.org, um, it takes about an hour if you do it in one sitting or, um, you know, it can be broken up in 10 different sessions lasting five to, you know, three minutes even in some cases. Um, but 
that's that's the that's the big thing is that they can you know visit imonwatch.org and uh, you know and, and learn and, and train themselves on what that looks like and um, you know in Utah we have a lot of great resources uh, institutions agencies that are that are helping with this I think uh, one of those that uh, we're working with during this time of year is the Children's Justice Center uh, we're lucky in the state to have um, an organization like the Children's Justice Center in all of our communities. And so, um, you know, we really seek to help and support uh, them as well. And so, you know, you can learn about the Children's Justice Center uh, no matter where you are in Utah, uh, but just by visiting their their websites uh, and finding that through Google. All right, Children's Justice Center, and then uh, the the program IamOnWatch.org would be the place to go. Can I also give a shout-out to you, I know that you support a lot of local charities um, in addition to the Children's Justice Center and, you know, for a lot of organizations that do auctions, you you provide that auction support to them. So thank you so much to Maloof. I know this year you weren't able to have um, maybe some of your sales that help support your foundation, but thank you, Jake, for continuing to be such a, a supporter of different organizations you know, so many nonprofits could not do the good work that they do without organizations like Maloof making a commitment to to give back. So uh, please pass on our thanks to, to your owners and to everybody who works there for for their continued support. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Well, it's definitely been a community effort. I think, you know, an exciting thing happened with the Cache County Children's Justice Center this year. Um, where you know we were able to work together to secure funding from the federal government through the CARES Act, and that led to a, a new um, Children's Justice Center uh, facility home, you know, an office, and and uh, we we've been working with them quite a bit on renovating this home, you know, getting it ready, and uh, it's it is very very close to being completed. It'll be completed this month on the interior, um, and it's been uh, really, really awesome to see the community come together around an organization that, uh, you know, in the past has uh, relies on support and has had support, um, but this year their cases have, have gone up. Um, the challenge to help the kids in our community has, has increased, you know, because of distancing that needs to happen, um, in, you know, in the facility, and so it's been, uh, you know, amazing to see uh, so many organizations, you know, work together with with us on that one alone. Um, and then, you know, CAPS has done some amazing things. We just had a um, a really uh, great fundraising uh, event for them. And again, it was it was different. But um, you know, people are used to changing and pivoting now, and we were able to raise um, very close to the same amount of money that we did last year when we could have the larger in-person event. So. Uh, I've been amazed at you know, people's ability to adjust and to change and to still open and offer their, their hearts where they can. And we, we live in a, in a great place, and um, I think that has been confirmed over and over again. Well, uh, Jake Neely, uh, director, executive director of the Maloo Foundation, has joined us. Uh, Jake, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Well, uh, Amy, we have several emails. I want to get a couple of these in. Um, and uh, before we go to our next uh, call, uh, so the first up is um, an email from North Realty. 
um, this month for our North Loves Locals. That's a hashtag, North Loves Locals. They're helping to support families helping families by collecting large and family-sized cereal, which will be given to kids for Christmas. Please support this cause by dropping off a box or two of cereal at the North office, uh, North Realty office, between now and December 16th. For each box collected, North will match the donation. Please help us help Cache Valley kids this Christmas season. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Understand that uh, Shelby Cardall is the, the broker there. Helping with this, that's North Realty. Drop off a box or two of cereal at the North office, and you can uh, you can help uh, kids and families there. So that's a wonderful uh, thing happening. Um, let's see. Up uh, next, this is from uh, Kathy, Kathy Chudaba. Thank you so much. Uh, Matt Whitaker and staff and volunteers of the Cash Food Pantry exemplify what it means to do good for the community. Under Matt's leadership, the team has expanded outreach to those dealing with food insecurity. Uh, which has increased significantly as a result of COVID-19 pandemic. He has enthusiastically supported outreach efforts coordinated through the Bear River Health Department's COVID Task Force and conducted by organizations in the community, including Centro de la Familia, Cash Refugee and Immigrant uh, Connection, Loaves and Fishes Community Meal, St. Thomas Aquinas Catholic Church, a Still Cool After School Backpack Program, and many, many others. Matt and his staff and volunteers exemplify what it means to serve others, and in so doing, they've made and continue to make a significant and positive impact on the Cache Valley community. Uh, so that's a spotlight from uh, Kathy. And uh, Amy, here, uh, here, that's that's a great spotlight. Yeah, it is. And, I, you know, I will, I will say that um, one, one addition to that that I would like to point out is um, the Retired and Senior Volunteer Program that is a federally funded program that matches senior volunteers with seniors in need um, is housed at Sunshine Terrace. And, and with the um, impact of COVID, we've not been able to do the regular um, services, which was providing respite care to, to caregivers. Um, so in seeking new ways, um, we now have a lot of those volunteers helping to deliver food um, to homebound seniors and those with disabilities. So um, RSVP has partnered with the food pantry, so individuals who don't have transportation ability, um, the RSVP volunteers will go there and pick up food boxes and deliver those directly to people at their home. Um, they'll also, we've also partnered with Lee's Grocery Store, so seniors can call in their order. Um, Lee's will do the shopping for them, and then... Um, RSVP volunteers will go and have those groceries placed in their trunk and then bring them to people's homes as long as they live within about five miles of, the, of their store, either in Smithfield or in Logan. So other ways that um, people who are in that kind of food insecurity or food need can get the food brought directly to them at their home through RSVP. That's wonderful. Uh, just to reset the scene here, we're doing a nonprofit spotlight. We do this periodically, and uh, of course, a great need during this year and this time of year. And uh, we're seeking your spotlight on your favorite individual, a nonprofit doing good, and uh, help get the word out, uh, connect people uh, to the, these uh, great causes that are that are happening. Um, we have we bring in next uh, Chandra Benito, who is with Salt Lake COVID nineteen Mutual Aid. Uh, welcome to the program. Happy to be here. Good, good to have you on. Um, so, uh, tell us about Salt Lake uh, COVID nineteen mutual aid. Yeah, so 
Salt Lake COVID-19 Mutual Aid is um, a grassroots group that um, started in March in response to COVID-19, um, and it's providing um, basically kind of stopgap uh, emergency support uh, for people um, experiencing the hardships of COVID-19, whether that's, um, you know, loss of income or people who are having to quarantine or who are getting the virus. Um, and so what we do is we have um, kind of two main programs. The first is we provide uh, emergency cash and um, or grocery deliveries. And so what we do is anybody who needs it can request our services and we'll provide $100 of emergency um, cash, either through people's PayPal's or Venmo's, or we can mail cash and checks, um, or we can provide people with $100 worth of groceries and we'll deliver it to their house. Um, and then the other program that we do is we also um, kind of do drives to help get um, supplies for either our unsheltered neighbors, or right now we're working on a drive to create um, gift baskets for families who are having a hard time affording gifts, and um, that will have like winter supplies and winter clothing and then gifts. So we just kind of, uh, our goal is to just kind of be like a stopgap. Um, while people can get connected to other types of um, services or just to kind of provide a little extra um, to help meet people's needs. Well, that sounds wonderful. Um, so you, you can, you know, anybody could donate, I suppose, right? I guess people could volunteer, can they? Absolutely. So um, we rely both on uh, volunteers and donors. Um, to date, we have um, redistributed almost $700,000 um, to our community. Um, and so if people want to donate, um, what you can do is you, you can donate through Venmo. And our um, Venmo is slc-covid-aid. Um, or you can go to our website, which is COVID19MutualAidSLC.com slash donate. And then to volunteer, and we use volunteers to help us manage our requests, um, to help deliver groceries, um, and also to provide uh, social support, pick up uh, prescriptions and um, other kind of virtual um other kind of virtual volunteer opportunities. And so to volunteer with us, you just fill out an interest form at um, COVID19MutualAidSLC.com slash volunteer. Wonderful. Uh, so tell us once again the, the website. So the, our website is www.COVID19MutualAidSLC.com. And then also if people are looking to get some of that support, they just go to the website and then slash request. But again, just um, the website's pretty easy to navigate, so it's www.covid19mutualaidslc.com. Okay, thank you for the for the great work uh, you're doing. I hope we can connect some people to you. Chandra Benito with uh, uh, Salt Lake uh, um, COVID-19. Um, let me pull it mutual up. Aid. Mutual Aid, thank you. <laughs> uh, Salt Lake uh, COVID Mutual Aid, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. You too. Thanks for all the good you're doing. We, uh, we have uh, three callers on the line. We'll get to you uh, here uh, as quickly as we can. And, of course, we have Amy Anderson with us uh, throughout the hour. So next up is Liz with The Family Place. Uh, Liz, thanks for calling in. Thank you for having us. Uh, so remind us what The Family Place does. 
Well, the Family Place does a whole bunch of great in the in the community here in Cache Valley, but our mission statement is to strengthen families and protect children. So all we do is wrapped around protecting children and strengthening our families. Our main course are through education therapy in our Kids Place shelter in that um time we give parents to to de-stress because we we know parenting can be a little bit hard right <laughs> so yes. we have that um that time for us to take care of the children while um the the parents have a little bit of a break so that those are our core um things that we do at the family place and i suppose you wouldn't turn away help what's <laughs> what uh how can people help of course. So it, our, our beautiful surprise that we have for Christmas, the family place got a big surprise. Um, we have a donor that will donate dollar to dollar up to $50,000 um, up to Christmas. So Wonderful. we are accepting as much uh, donations that people would like. Um, we do as well volunteers um, with uh, gathering presents or things like that. We have a volunteer coordinator. Um, you guys can call in. Our phone number is 435-752-8880 um, and ask for Courtney, and she's our volunteer coordinator, and she'll set you set up um, on on what best fits your needs as a volunteer. Um but our big Christmas surprise was that donor that will match up to $50,000 as well. A great way to help, I think, right now. Um, not everybody can do it monetarily or with time because of um, the pandemic, right? But an easy, easy way that you can help the family place and our community is we just rolled out our, our video series, uh, seven clips of I'm Still Here. It is a the governor gave the family place a grant for um, suicide prevention. So right now, we all know that suicide is gotten up much, much higher, and mental health is a very important topic, and I think sometimes we forget about that. Uh, and right now, it's as easy as hopping on YouTube, <laughs> searching, I'm still here with the family place, um, and sharing it in our community. Share It's super easy, and every social platform is as easy as sharing it, and we hope that that person that needs to hear these videos they are amazing, is able to hear them and get that help that they need um, within mental health and suicide prevention. So that is an easy, please, 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 <laughs> that we can um, ask our community to do. Watch them and share them. It is so valuable that we do this um, during a pandemic, and, and right now it's, it's going to get a little bit worse because of the um holidays. So we want to be, the family place wants to be here to support, to love, and, and to understand most definitely. So that's what we've been up to. We've been really in tune during COVID. Um, we have been able to be part of many um, drive-throughs to give back to the community to help and definitely to educate as well. Um, partnered up with Bear River Health as well to definitely try and help in every bit that we can to educate, uh, support, and, and be there for our community. So it's been it's been great time. Well, wonderful. Uh, tell us again the, the best contact point for Family Place. For the Family Place, it's our phone number, 435-752-8880. Uh, we do have a website, which is www.thefamilyplaceutah.org, where you can make those donations. We have Venmo as well. 
um, <laughs> that you can um, donate. And remember that big, we, they will match dollar to dollar up to $50,000. Wonderful. Well, uh, good luck I, with that and would get connected, uh, people connected with you. Uh, Liz from The Family Place, thank you. Thank Tom, you. can I give a shout-out? Uh, yes. She has been a force with our Spanish-speaking population during COVID-19. She has helped put together um, a group of individuals, um, especially after the JBS outbreak, um, where they provided food and really helped pull the community together to help those individuals that had to self-quarantine. So, Liz, thank you on a, on a personal basis, too, for your commitment to our community. You work for a wonderful organization, but as an individual, you have done so much to, to bless our community, and we all really appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Mm. We do it with lots and lots of love. Crash Valley is blessed to not only have me, but have all of these organizations and individuals like yourself and many others that, that we have worked together within this pandemic. So Cash Rally, I can say, is very blessed to have an amazing community. Well, thank you, Les. Appreciate that. Bye-bye. Uh, next up is uh, Lila with Sunshine Terrace. Lila, glad you called in. What, uh, what do you want to uh, uh, highlight here? Oh, good morning. Thank you for, for letting me uh, just comment for a minute or two. So I just wanted to give a shout-out um, to one of our employees, Danny Riley, who is our Director of Nursing. He was recently awarded the 2020 Heroes Award um, for Utah Philanthropy Day, which was broadcast on ABC4 back in mid-November. And what what they did this year was norm- normally they honor uh, philanthropists who help the community, and this year, from COVID-19, they also wanted to honor Utahns who have stepped up and stepped in in really remarkable ways and wanted to acknowledge incredible service and sacrifice that so many people have done this year to help uh, combat this pandemic. So we we submitted uh, Danny Riley's name. He's He's been a true hero here in our facility, a cheerleader for 300 uh, employees who work day in and day out to keep our residents safe and healthy. And he was the recipient of this award, so we just wanted to give a shout-out to his positivity and thinking outside the box and ways of bringing more to life for our residents. And that's that's our vision here at Sunshine Terrace Foundation is bringing more to life. And we have done, I just wanted to talk about a couple of things we've done for our residents and, uh, you know, n- with with not being allowed to have families come in to protect them from the COVID-19 virus. There's been a lot of things we have done on this end to try and enhance their lives here. We've done drive-by Mother's and Father's Day parades and window visits, and we've been able to, thanks to support from Logan City and Cache County, some enhanced technology for virtual visits with our residents and their families. A food fair week that we did this summer uh, to help celebrate in tandem with um, the county fair and we we our our wonderful kitchen um, staff helped them enjoy different fair food every day like corn dogs and cotton candy and ice cream and Navajo tacos and all those things that we kind of drool over every day mm-hmm. when we're when we're out and about in the summertime and just thinking outside the box to find ways to help them be 
happy and feel loved. And so we just wanted to give a shout-out to his leadership that it also results in our, our the rest of our staff, their extraordinary dedication and commitment and making extra efforts in their lives to be careful at work and home and in the community to, to help stop the spread of this virus. So that was one thing. And then just really quickly, since we're talking about bringing more to life, I wanted to give a shout-out to some of our employees who, on their own, uh, created a, a Christmas store. They're asking for donations to that, which which helps our residents who uh, are not able to go out shopping in the community for their families or they have limited resources, and they would like to give a gift to their families and friends and loved ones. And so we... Um, these employees, I'll specifically mention Laura Roberts and Anne-Marie Hale, have organized a little Christmas boutique that will be happening on Friday. And so if anyone wants to donate items that these residents could, in quotation marks, shop for um, their friends and loved ones, we they're setting up a little store for them to be able to do that in a safe fashion on Friday. And those can be, anything can be dropped off at our Sunshine Terrace Foundation uh, reception area at 248 West, 300 North. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is our angel tree, which is uh, the community is able to actually give gifts to our residents for Christmas time and bring some joy to their life. And that can, you can participate in that by just going to our website at www.sunshineterrace.org and clicking on the angel tree icon there. So we have some really great things happening here, especially at Christmas time. We just want to give a, a thank you to the community for the support that we receive constantly. Everyone has been so generous this year, and we are grateful. Well, thank you. We're grateful to you and everyone there for, for that wonderful work. Thank you for spotlighting that. That's uh, Lila with Sunshine Terrace. Thanks so much. Uh, Karina Brown has uh, called in. Uh, Karina, uh, Thanks for joining us. Who or what did you want to spotlight? Hi, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for having this, uh, this opportunity for us to speak with you. Um, I'm Karina Brown. I'm president of the Friends of the Cache County Children's Justice Center. So we're the nonprofit that supports the Children's Justice Center here in Logan. And the slogan or the motto for the Children's Justice Center is where small voices are heard. And so as a friend for the nonprofit, again, that supports the Children's Justice Center, we've been concerned this year with the pandemic, of course, and children at home and, um, you know, going back and forth between school and not in school. So earlier this year, we created a safe to share flyer that could be posted like on the school buses or different businesses um, so that people would know uh, how to report suspected child abuse just because of the changes um, with, uh, with the pandemic. Um, also, I just wanted to, to give a special shout-out to the interim director of the Children's Justice Center, Terrell Warner. She's done a fabulous job this year of leading the Children's Justice Center and all the changes. Um, she's a great leader. Um, I contacted her last week, the night before Thanksgiving, about a need of someone in the community, and she um, reached out to them and, and spoke with that person to get that person the resources they needed the night before Thanksgiving. So she goes. She really goes the extra mile. Um, and she's one of the superheroes, many superheroes in our community. Um, we're also having a virtual auction fundraiser that started yesterday and that will go through the 14th, Tuesday through the 14th. Um, we're raising money for uh, children that have been abused, uh, comfort items, snacks, 
stuffed animals and blankets. And we have various different items that are provided by sponsors in the community, ranging from um, sheets set from Maloof to pottery by local artists to artwork to gift baskets. And you can learn more about those, uh, what items are in our auction at cashcjc.org. That's our friend's board website. That's cash. Uh, Karina, you, you cut out just just as you were giving that information, so give that again, please. Okay. Our website, to find out more about the auction, is cashcjc.org. That's cashcjc.org. That's our friend's board uh, website. Okay. Well, thank you. That sounds like some, some great things going on. Thank you for spotlighting that. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you, uh, Karina Brown. Uh, next up is Jess Lucero with Cash Refugee and Immigrant Immigrant uh, Connection. Uh, so tell us what's what's going on with uh, Crick. Hi, Tom. Thanks for for having Crick on the show this morning. Uh, I just want to say, um, listening in this hour, it's it's really stood out to me how key partnership has been in our community through this past year, uh, navigating these kind of rocky uh, times through the pandemic, and that's definitely been true at at Crick. Um, some things that we've been working on, especially in the last, uh, I'd say, eight months, um, uh, is related to, of course, to uh, COVID-19 relief work. Um, and, and some of the most, I think, sort of pressing challenges that we've, we've faced as an organization is in the housing world. Um, everybody in Cache Valley knows that the housing market is, is very tight. Um, and if you're at risk of losing housing, finding housing uh, after that is, is extremely difficult. Um, so we've been really uh, putting a lot of elbow grease into making sure that the clients that we serve are able to maintain their housing. Um, we've been really lucky for the support that we've had through uh, Logan City. Mayor Danes was quick to jump in to support Crick's efforts to um, address housing insecurity in a community that really has been disproportionately impacted by COVID-19, not just in in uh, sheer number of cases or proportional number of cases, but also, um, you know, because of the, the sector and type of jobs, um, essential workers that many of our uh, clients are. Um, over the last six months, we've been able to keep over 100 new American households um, it, it able to help them maintain their housing, uh, helping them with rental and mortgage assistance, utility payments, emergency bills. Um, and we've been able to do that with a partnership of a lot of really, uh, really great organizations and some funding from the Utah Division of Multicultural Affairs. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. A lot of, lot of great things happening there. Uh, how, how can people best help? What's, what's good, uh, best way to contact uh, Crick? Yeah, you can you can find Crick um, on social media, or you can also go to our website, which is just cashrefugees.org. Um, one thing that uh, maybe a little bit of an unusual request for help. Um, one thing that we're looking for are housing leads. Um, like I mentioned, uh, housing is is one of our our most significant kind of uh, stressors that we're facing in our community for the clients that we serve. Um, so for those of you who are landlords, for those of you who are connected to landlords, um, if you're interested in housing new Americans in our community, these are folks oftentimes who have been in the United States for uh, anywhere from two weeks to a couple of years here. 
Um, if you're interested in housing uh, and welcoming our, our new American neighbors, please reach out to CRIC, and you can do that by contacting our executive director, Kenzie Boca, and that's Kenzie, K-E-N-Z-I-E, at cashrefugees.org. Um, you can also uh, make a donation on our website. That's cashrefugees.org backslash donate. Um, we are putting your dollars to good use in getting direct uh, relief out to community members who need it most. And I can also say, you know, uh, the community members that we're serving in these direct relief efforts, um, they're incredibly grateful for, for the support in these, in these troubling times. Um, and, you know, we're continually hearing from, from those who are serving, uh, you know, their interest in being able to pay back to the community as well. So we want to highlight that kind of generosity on, on both sides. Wonderful. Jeff, well, yeah, uh, Amy. You. Yeah, Jeff, you also are such a light in our community. Thanks for the volunteer you work, work you do with CRIC. I know you're incredibly involved on the Homeless um, Coordinating Council here in, in the Valley, um, as well as working full-time and, and raising a, a family. So thank you for, for all of your volunteer efforts and all the good that you're doing for our community. We really appreciate you. Thanks, Amy. I appreciate that. Hear, hear. Thank you very much. Jess Lucero with the Cash Refugee and Immigrant Connection has, has joined us. Thanks so much. And we have with us for the hour Amy Anderson with the Sunshine Terrace Foundation. I want to go to break here, but uh, Amy, uh, any anyone else you want to spotlight here before we go to break? Um, I would like to identify, um, you know, Loaves and Fishes Community Meal, which is one of the nonprofits here in the Valley, is actually taking a break for December and January. Um, we were concerned about the safety of volunteers um, gathering in, in the large groups that are needed to prepare the meals, even if they were drive-through. So we're hoping to be back um, in February on the first and third Saturday of each month. If people want to keep in touch with um, updates, they can either go to the Facebook page or to the website, which is loganloavesandfishes.org. We really appreciate all the support we get from our donors, um, Gosner Smiths, um, the Cash Food Pantry, Schreiber's, um, and especially the Bishop Storehouse, which has provided us with, with a grant for, for many, many years. So thanks to everybody who's been a volunteer and who's donated, and we'll look forward to providing those meals once again in February. Wonderful. This would be a good time to bring in an, an email from Emily. Uh, Emily is spotlighted too. One of those is Loaves and Fishes. Here's what she said. Kind of repeats what you said, but it bears repeating. Loaves and Fishes Community Meal is taking a break for December and January. Hope to be back serving meals in February on the first and third Saturday of each month. LoganLoavesAndFishes.org. LoganLoavesAndFishes.org. Check out our Facebook and website for updates. And we appreciate all the support we received. She mentioned those donors that you did, Amy Anderson, uh, and a dozens of volunteers who helped prepare the meals. Couldn't do it without such wonderful community behind us. So that's LoganLovesAndFishes.org. And Emily mentions another one, uh, Cash County Sub for Santa is wrapping up their holiday help. They really appreciate and are amazed at the continued support they get from Cash County and to help so many families. Stay tuned on Facebook and our website to learn how to support the program year-round. So that's CashCountySubForSanta.org, CashCountySubForSanta.org. Thanks for those two, Emily. Let's go to break. We'll be back with much more and hopefully your spotlight as well, upraccess at gmail.com. Holiday programming on UPR is made possible by Intermountain Healthcare. It's still important to stay safe from the virus during the holidays. Please continue to practice social distancing and be diligent about hand hygiene. Take back control. Information at intermountain.com slash COVID-19. 
This is Science by the Slice. Earth's carbon is stored in plants and animals, the atmosphere, and the soil. And there's more carbon in soil than in plants, animals, and the atmosphere combined. Soil microbial respiration, that is, carbon dioxide release, plays a key role in global carbon cycling, says USU ecologist Bonnie Waring. She's created synthetic soil to study how long carbon remains in the soil and how much of it returns to the atmosphere. Her findings will aid prediction of how climate change affects soil and influences the carbon cycle. This segment of Science by the Slice is brought to you by the USU College of Science, offering degree programs in the sciences and mathematics. Details at usu.edu science. Support for Access Utah on Utah Public Radio comes from our members and the American Festival Chorus and Orchestra's Christmas from Home virtual concert, premiering Thursday, December 17th, 7.30 p.m. Filmed on location with the USU Women's Choir, Westminster Bell Choir, High Point Clydes, and pianists Kevin Olson and Cahill Smith. Details at AmericanFestivalChorus.org. Thanks for joining us for Access Utah. We are doing a nonprofit spotlight. It's important any time, but especially important this year and this time of year. We have with us uh, for the hour Amy Anderson, Director of Outreach for Sunshine Terrace Foundation, Spiritual Counselor for the Sunshine Hospice in Logan. And uh, we're hearing from you. The best way to get to us is email upraxcess at gmail.com, upraxcess at gmail.com, to spotlight the individual or nonprofit uh, that's, uh, that you'd like to, to shine a light on. Um, and um, we're going to go shortly here to a representative from the Valar Christensen Service Center at Utah State University. Uh, I wanted to get this in, and this will connect up with that. This is from Julianne. She says, I would like to recognize Cash Community Connections and Utah State's Valar Christensen Service Center for starting a new program this year. Thanks to CCC members headed by Anelda Alt-Dislin, Richard West, and Julianne Larson, the new program is called Community Rakes and Shovels. The idea stems from the need of elderly and disabled to have their leaves raked and snow shoveled every year. Uh, Richard West was the one who suggested the, to the CCC started volunteer uh, program. Um, and then uh, Julianne Larson suggested the snow shoveling idea. And uh, from her personal experience of being disabled and needing to help uh, shoveling in the winter, uh, the, after that idea, that idea launched, Elder Aldislin soon got approval from Utah State's Valar Christensen Service Center and made the program uh, a reality. People can sign up who need help at their residence. Also, individual community members and groups can sign up to volunteer for much-needed service from Rakes and Shovels website. So you can sign up at servicecenter.usu.edu slash rakesandshovels. So that's uh, Julianne. Thank you so much. And we do bring in uh, now Nelda Altislin from uh, the, the Valar uh, Christensen Service Center at USU. Thanks for joining us. Hello. Thanks for having me. Uh, so um, we talked about the rakes and shovels there. Julianne Larson uh, emailed in. I guess that's something uh, going on that you're involved with. Yes, it is. And we, um, we're getting things organized, and um, I think there are a lot of people who are excited to, to get connected. Uh, great. Uh, so uh, that is a uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, way to help. Uh, so tell us again how people can help. I guess the, you connect with the, with the Valar Christensen Service Center there. Is that the best way to get connected? 
Yeah, so on the um, website that you mentioned, um, there's the request form for residents who would like services, but there's also the volunteer registration form. Um, so we can find it all in there, um, and a little more detail can be found. Um, but if people are willing to volunteer with their shovel, um, they could just need to sign up. And then um, we ask them what neighborhoods in Logan and or what areas of the valley they're interested in um, shoveling in, and then we'll match them with the residents' addresses. So we're hoping to keep this a little bit neighborhood-based and maybe get some people out who, um, you know, to meet some of their neighbors that they didn't know before. Wonderful. Yeah, that sounds like a, a great um, opportunity to meet some needs there. Uh, what what else is going on at the Ballard Christensen Service Center? Yeah, well, I think a lot of your other guests today have talked about how this weird year has just been weird. Um, and so I have um, many students who are just um, you know, chomping at the bit to um, do the service that they usually do every year. I have 13 student-directed programs, and um, not all of them have been able to um, launch their activities this year. But our on-campus food pantry, it's called the Snack Pantry, um, is really busy. Um, we are still serving a um, little over 200 students a week um, with food um, because it's been hard for students as well. Um, and so uh, we have students who are going around and picking up unsold food from local businesses and from on-campus business and um, bringing it to the pantry, sorting it and getting it out the door. Um, and so that's, that's the main thing that we're doing this um, semester. Oh, wonderful. Uh, so how best, to, um, how best to connect, how best to help? Oh, um, so we um, we would welcome, um, like like every food pantry, we would welcome um, donations. And so they can contact us. Um, if you go to servicecenter.usu.edu, you can find some contact information um, and find out um, how to connect with us. It's, it's best to call us beforehand if you're bringing up a donation because then maybe we can meet you out in the parking lot. Don't have to come and find us. Okay, and what's the best contact point? Um, so it'll probably be calling me, uh, my phone number, 435-797-1740. All right, well, well thank you so much for all the, the, the great uh, good that you do there. And by the way, uh, thank you to you and, and Amy and my producer Emily for putting together the Thanksgiving Interfaith Program. Oh, yes, it was my pleasure. It was really great to work with you all. Yeah, that was, that was wonderful. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks a lot. Nell Dalt-Dislin with the Valar Christensen Service Center at Utah State University. Well, Amy Anderson, we have about six minutes left in the program, and I've got a bunch of emails to uh, to, <laughs> to try to get in here. Um, so yeah, I'll... I just one from um, the Bear River Health Department. Yes. Um, would it be okay if I should ask? Y- yes, go ahead. But, um, it's from um, their staff. They say, we recognize the efforts made by each member of this community to slow the spread of COVID-19. We also understand the frustration you feel and share your hope for a quick return to normal. The staff at Bear River Health Department has spent thousands of hours calling individuals who test positive for COVID-19 as well as their close contacts. We have asked people to isolate and quarantine. We have tried to provide the best information to the community so they can make informed decisions on how best to protect themselves and those around them. We have brought on a team of temporary employees to help manage the workload. In the recent weeks and months, as our cases have increased, we have trained most of our permanent staff to help with the case investigations. In addition, we are working tirelessly to prepare for vaccine distribution as soon as it's available. This is public health in action, and we're so happy to be part of it. We care about our community. That's why we do this. We don't need recognition for what we do. What we need is for people to stay the course a little bit longer. Please continue to stay home when you're sick, wash your hands, practice physical distancing, and wear your mask. Thank you all for your support of what we do and for your confidence in us. So that's from Josh Greer at um, the Bear River Health Department. 
Well, thank you. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, our health departments are doing such great work and needed work, so thank you. Uh, this is another email we got from Julianne Larson. I love this uh, spotlight on individual. Uh, Nan Christensen works for the Cache County School District, she says, as head custodian at her school. Nan is my sister, and she's a real hero. Since the pandemic hit, she's been working very hard to keep her school clean and sanitized. There have always been people working in the building, even before the kids came back to school, and she's been there year-round. Every day, Nan is there making a difference in the lives of staff, students, and teachers, keeping them as healthy as she and her team possibly can. At work, she's had to sanitize and clean everything, especially the hot spots. Cleaning is done on an increased frequency without any extra budgeting or staff. Nan gets up at 3.30 a.m. every day to make sure her family and elderly pets have everything they need before going to work. She's there before the kids start their day, and she stays until the end of the school day. She's She has little time left for her own kids, pets, and husband. And even then, she's delivering food to us because we are sick right now. I wanted to recognize her for making it safe for everyone. Thank you, Nan Christensen. And that's her sister, uh, Julianne. Uh, so that's a wonderful uh, spotlight. Uh, let's see. Up next um, is uh, Hillary. Hillary Shugart from Bridgeland Audubon Society. Here's what Hillary says. Uh, Please highlight this collaboration between two local nonprofit organizations at the crossroads of conservation and animal welfare. The Bridgeland Audubon Giving Tuesday fundraiser for Cash Humane Society is still active and goes directly to free feline fix days. Open to all cat owners to help address the growing population of stray and feral cats and the lack of animal control services for cats in Logan and Cache County. Donations may be made online at bridgelandaudubon.org. That's bridgeland, A-U-D-U-B-O-N, bridgelandaudubon.org. Or mailed to Bridgeland Audubon Society, P.O. Box 3501, Logan, Utah, 84323. For more information, you can call Hillary at 435 213 366 Eight. And again, their uh, website is bridgelandaudubon.org to help with uh, free feline fix days with Cash Humane Society. Bridgeland Audubon is helping out there. So thanks for that, uh, Hillary. Uh, let's see. Next up is uh, JoLynn Lyon with the Center for Persons and Disabilities, Utah Assistive Technology Program. She's highlighting Mike Stokes, volunteer for the Utah Assistive Technology Program at Utah State University. They've had a remarkable year, she says. He, he developed a design for a therapeutic trike made mostly from furniture-grade PVC with support from a physical therapist and Utah Assistive Technology Program. This made it possible for families to build their own device for hundreds of dollars instead of spending thousands on one from a medical supplier. Once the design was ready, he and UATP worked out a step-by-step instructions to create a video to walk readers through the uh, process, but he didn't stop there. When the pandemic started and there was such terrible shortage of personal protective equipment, he helped organize an effort to create face shields using headbands that could be 3D printed or made with a laser cutter or CNC router. The shield portion was created from old overhead transparencies. This design was especially useful because it fit over glasses. The effort produced uh, more than 1,600 shields that went out to service providers, emergency workers, and healthcare workers in rural parts of the state. Mike has done an amazing job. Thanks for giving us a chance to recognize all he has done. So that uh, spotlights Mike Stokes, and that's uh, JoLynn who did that spotlight. Thank you uh, for that. 
Let's see, Jeanette is up next. Jeanette says, although we're not having an in-person alternative gift market uh, this year due to pandemic, those who would like to order alternative gifts, which give donations to humanitarian and environmental causes throughout the world, these are vetted and uh, secure projects through Alternative Gifts International. You can purchase online at Alternative Gift International, uh, which is www.alternativegifts.org and or choose our crowdfund site, which is alternativegifts.org slash giving uh, crowdfunds slash 78. Uh, So that is Jeanette Norton, Environmental Social Justice Team with the Cache Valley Unitarian Universalists. Alternative Gift International. That sounds like a a great program. Uh, Next up is Jan. Um, Jan, uh, let's see, who's with Cache Children's Choir. Jen says, to help fill a void of missing uh, Christmas concerts and to bring us together during this difficult time, the Cash Children's Choir is sponsoring a virtual community choir. It's free, easy to participate, and open to everyone, individuals, families, and groups that can be together at this time. Um, We are singing the first verse of Silent Night. You can sing in any language. The submissions will be uh, combined with children in the choir for some beautiful Christmas music to add to your celebration this year. The virtual choir video will premiere on the Cash Children's Choir website on Monday, December 21st at 7 p.m. and will be available on YouTube afterwards. Submissions are due next Tuesday, December 15th. You can find details about joining at Cash Children's Choir org. Uh, we hope everyone has a safe and joyful holiday this year. That's uh, Jan. So thank you uh, so much for that. Um, and I believe that's that's all the emails. I'm glad we we're able to get through those. <laughs> we're we're at the very end of our time. I got one quick. Y- yes, a I ver- got one ver- quick. A very very quick. Well, cash women in business here that provides scholarships to women in need for education. If people are interested in donating, or if you're a, a young woman who's looking for funding for college. Go to cashwomeninbusiness.square.site, S-I-T-E. Um, they are looking for funds, and, and they provide um, $5,000 worth of scholarships every year to, to needy people in our community. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, Amy Anderson, uh, always a pleasure with Sunshine Terrace Foundation. Thanks for all the good you do. And thank you, Tom, for, for being willing to highlight all the wonderful people and organizations here in our valley. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, as does everybody, despite all the the uniqueness of our culture right now. Well, thank you, everyone, very much. Thanks for listening. Utah Public Radio is a statewide member-supported service of Utah State University and the College of Humanities and Social Sciences, KUSR Logan, KUSK Vernal, KUSL Richfield, KUST Moab, KCEU Price, KUSU FM Logan, and UPR.org.